Hey there, it's Roscoe P. Coltrane. This is the Paul Stevenson Show, PaulStevenson.com. Episode 202, Sunday, September 16th, 2012. Welcome to the Paul Stevenson Show. Paunch Stevenson Show. PaunchStevenson.com. We're back. We're back. We're back. We are back. Damn it. This man is not dead. Yes. PaunchStevenson.com, episode 202. Right? Uh, yes. 202. <laughs> I think so. I am Rob. Hello. You, you are Greg. No, I'm Arnold. <laughs> Ew. Uh, it's me. Can I make a right on the red here? Can I make right on red? I think you can make the right on the red. No, he wasn't in that movie. So hopefully this sounds okay. Mm. It should sound okay. And I'm Rob. You are Greg. This is the Paunch Stevenson Show. And we just left the movie theater. Theater. And what did we see? Ah, the uh, Exterminators, I think. Exterminators 2, wasn't it? <laughs> no? Starring uh, Charles John Bronson and John... Oh, whoa, Bob! We made Bob, Bob, Bob! What the hell is that? Bob, Bob! <laughs> Who is that? John Goodman. Oh, John Goodman. <laughs> I'm Bob Roof! Hey! Why do I sound like John Madden? I'm gonna turn this fan on. All right. So, all right. Expendables two. Yeah. Our movie review. Yes. Take it away. <clears throat> um. Well, where do we begin? <laughs> well, first of all, we're not gonna review the movie like you normally would review a, mo a movie where you would like, you would say the plot. Like talk about the plot. Why? There's no plot. There's no plot. Let me tell you, you could have taken his movie, Stallone, or whoever the hell directed it. Hey, they could have taken the movie, cut the film into six million pieces, <laughs> thrown it all over the floor, and taped it back together in totally <laughs> random order, and it would look the same. All it was was just just people shooting everybody, and, and, and knives flying, and just blood everywhere. Every single scene. I don't think of I've this, seen so much blood. Every scene of this movie, it was a cheesy cornball one-liner. <laughs> well, followed by the Expendables shoving knives and scissors into every, you know, into like <laughs> uh, thousands of people's necks. You, you realize, you recognize that at the end when he, he kicked the two scissors into the, they look. They were scissors. Constantly. They were scissors, scissors weren't throughout they? Throughout the whole thing. Yes. And then, like, cannons um, and machine guns and... Uh, oh, my God. I, Every, I, I was, was, like, a thousand deaths per yeah. scene. 
I was, it was crazy. I was actually getting a little bit like, not sick to my, I was getting a little uncomfortable. Off. The beginning of the movie, they, they're like fighting these like people in Nepal or something and they wind up rescuing Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'm back. I'm back. And, um, I'm a cop, you idiot. <laughs> and I'm Detective John Kimball. And uh, what, what winds up happening is they, um, they're literally just shooting everybody. <laughs> and not only do they shoot, I mean, they're shooting them, they're like crashing into stuff, like metal doors are crashing into stuff, and, and, and deca- just how many people got decapitated in this movie? A lot. A lot Triple of digit. people. Hundreds. It was more than Braveheart. You know what the. It's going to sound silly, but Expendables 2... I mean, Expendables 1, but even more so, Expendables 2... It was so ridiculous and insane and over-the-top. Not like the movie over-the-top, but it was so over-the-top. It was actually more ridiculous than the Rambo scene in UHF. Or the Rambo scene in Hot Shots, part two. Exactly. Yeah, there was just a lot of just... I couldn't believe that. I mean, I understand shooting everybody, but the blood. <laughs> it's like constantly the blood. Mm, yeah. Now, I guess we should go over the cast. Oh, my God. Uh, Sylvester Stallone. We'll be here forever. Stallone, Dolph Lundgren. And for some reason... You know how we mentioned on the podcast several episodes ago, Dolph Lundgren... Yes. Actually, in real life, has a, a, a degree in chemical engineering. Yes. Well, they must have listened to <laughs> the Paul Stevenson show because a million times throughout the movie, they kept saying, Hey, yo, by the way, uh, <laughs> you know, he's actually a chemical engineer. Oh, hey. Adrian, oh. <laughs> uh, he's yeah. a chemical engineer. Oh. Yeah, there was just so many, like, like... Okay, we get it. Yeah, there was just so many cheap um, references, which were funny, but there were just a lot of cheap references to, um, like, past movies that they all did. You all know, right, so, so Stallone, Dolph Lundgren, yes. uh, Statham. Jason Statham. Uh, who uh, did not walk on the plane this time. <laughs> uh, Terry Crews, Randy Couture, uh, Jet, Jet Lee. Briefly. And then all of Very the guests, briefly. yes, and then all the... He was there in the beginning that disappeared. He parachuted out to China. And then all of the, the you know, the guest stars, Schwarzenegger, Bruce Willis, Chuck Norris, wow. of course, oh, John claude well, Van Damme. Chuck Norris did a Chuck Norris fact yes. in the movie. Yes, yes. He's like, he's like, I thought you got bit by King Cobra. Yes, and after five days of... Uh, of of excruciating pain, uh, the the cobra died. Like, oh god! And then he looked at the camera and winked. And Chuck Norris, my god, how many people did he shoot in this movie? <laughs> it was like, wait, here's the weird thing with Chuck Norris. They would like, they would all get on the like. They met Chuck Norris in this abandoned city. Yeah. He stays there. They all the rest of them get on this plane. They fly halfway across the world. They're shooting everyone. All of a sudden, Chuck Norris pops up and starts shooting people. Well, then they get back in the, in the plane. Place. They get back in the plane. They go to another country, thousands of miles away. They're shooting people. He pops up and starts shooting people. <laughs> it was the running gag of the movie. He just kept popping oh up. Oh my everywhere. god! It was ridiculous. <laughs> and he kept looking into the camera, <laughs> winking. <laughs> 
I just can't believe how people he shot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, wait a minute. For for some evangelical born again Christian who hates Chuck Norris facts, yeah. then he gets on camera and starts murdering thousands of people. It's like Optimus Prime. I'm Optimus Prime. Uh, I mean, I couldn't. He just, he just shot so many people. It's ridiculous. Autobots transform and roll out. And then, you know, and then at the end, they're, they're just all Bruce Willis, Schwarzenegger, <laughs> Chuck, they're all just shooting everybody with machine guns. It's just crazy. Oh, and we forgot, uh, well, we didn't forget, but another cast member. Uh, it is me. Uh, I, I am the uh, cocaine addict. I do split. John Cole, I am, Dan. I am, uh, I am your biggest challenger. Let me tell, I mean, the funny thing is of all these old... Did you, you hear know, what I said? Yes. He did. Van Damme cannot speak English. I know, he's really bad. So at one point he goes, instead of saying like, this is a, a great challenge or something like that, he's like, this is our challenger. He's like, this is a great challenge. <laughs> oh, God. You you do not challenge me. Yeah. So what are you going to say? All these guys are so old. They're all so old. You know... You were saying Stallone, and look, his face just looks fake. His face looks like Tori Spelling. Like, is it, it's just that weird half human, half yeah. clay, Joan Rivers. It's like, it's all plastic. What is going on? So he looked fake. Um, you know, Schwarzenegger, I mean, <laughs> my God. He just looks like bags all, and it's just like this hanging skin. <laughs> he just looks terrible. Who is your daddy, and what does he do? I mean,. You know, he looked... Actually, Bruce Willis looks pretty good. Yeah, Bruce Willis looks Actually, fine. Chuck Norris, for his, uh, he's 70-something years old. He looked pretty good. He is? Yeah, wow. he's old. And then Van Damme, I mean, the circles under his eyes. Oh, my oh, God. God. He looked like... Oh, he's terrible. Well, now I know why 90% of the movie he wore sunglasses. <laughs> and then at the very end, he took them off. And it's like, oh, whoa, whoa, <laughs> hey, yo. Yeah. So what else can we say about... Them? Oh, what was with all the the, the Indiana Jones references? Uh, I know. They were they, just, are, are, they, are they trying to get Harrison Ford for the third one? I don't know. And then, you know, then the, the Bruce Willis and Schwarzenegger are like, uh, I'll be back. You're always being back. I'm going to be back this time. <laughs> He's like, uh, yippee-ki-yay. Like, oh. <laughs> Man. The, the scene where Jason Statham was fighting the bad guy... And they were right near a helicopter, right near the propeller, yes. the back propeller. And he kicked his and head And I leaned right over to you and I said, they're going to do an Indiana Jones. Yeah. And then five seconds later, yep, they did an Indiana Jones. And then at the end, they made the joke. And, and, and they showed this plane, just like old, you know, biplane, <laughs> which looked exactly like the plane from Temple of Doom. And Stone's like, hey, that should be in a museum. It's like, uh, that should be in a museum. Hey, yo. And then Schwarzenegger's like, we all should be in museum. Wow. Like, uh, well, that's another Indiana Jones line. <laughs> yeah. Said by who? Harrison Ford. Oh, not not me, Sean uh, Connery. No, Damn it. They need to I, get me in the third one. I just, Damn it. I just remembered my Charlemagne. They could get him for the third one. Oh, he's Sean retired. Connery. Uh, what else? Uh... I guess that's it. I don't know. <laughs> I just, guess that's really it. it. Just, just, just gory. I mean, it was like watching oh. like a, a Friday the 13th. What I was going to say is 
again, with that propeller scene that they ripped off of Indiana Jones. Which one was that? The uh, Last Crusade. The Last Crusade. Um, unlike Indiana Jones, who directed that? Spielberg? Yes. <clears throat> Where, he, you know, the, the plane was spinning around and the, the bad guy, like, got cut up in the propeller. Yeah. But they didn't show it. Yes. Right, but, but, right, you, but, yes. you, but we heard it. Well, because that movie was and like it, PG. I know, it's PG, but it's also an effective filmmaking technique. Right. In this movie, no. They show everything. <laughs> they show it. I'm thinking, all right, Jason Statham's going to kick the guy into, into the propeller. The camera's going to cut to Jason Statham, maybe getting splattered with a little bit of blood. And you don't see the guy getting killed. Oh, but, right. but 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 it, it's, it's an effective movie-making technique. Yeah. Nah, they show it. They show the guy's head getting... Chopped up by the propeller. Yeah, they did. Uh, yeah, but I'm saying in this movie where they decapitated 70 people, <laughs> maimed I don't know how many people, how many they shot. Thousands. Why would they stop at that? <laughs> I know. I'm just saying. It was ridiculous. They're not using these, these uh, you know, timeless uh, movie making techniques. No. Oh man. So what would you say? Thumbs up, <laughs> thumbs in the middle, or thumbs down? Um. Uh, I would say thumbs, th- I don't know, thumbs in the middle, I guess. I mean, if you're really into, you know, you're like into the, those like the, the the actors. I mean, it's nice to see them, you know, all together, I guess. But it's crazy. And then when the movie was over, I go to you. I'm like, I feel like I was shot in this movie. Could you imagine if it were in 3D? Oh man, forget it. We'd be laying there dead. <laughs> But, but, you know, like you pointed out, you said, you know, this this isn't really a, a serious, dramatic action movie. It's really, like, it's it's almost a self-parody at yeah. this point. Yeah. It's, it's spoofing itself. Yeah, I mean, they're poking fun at themselves, you know, how old they are and all. And how old they are. Obviously, they're quoting lines from each other's movies. Yeah. But I was saying, you know, we've covered this before in previous episodes, but who can they get for the third one? Well, they left. Well, they said, didn't they say they wanted Nicolas Cage? Nicolas Cage? Hey, man. Hey. Hey, you want me to shoot these people? <laughs> I mean, you know. I'm out of bullets. I mean, Lex Luthor. I said, I'm out of bullets, so let, let's, let's go at it classic. <laughs> that was classic. That was what they called, like, hand-to-hand combat right. instead of just shooting everybody. It was classic. I said they could get Michael Keaton in the Batman suit. He could come in. I'm Batman. And Val Kilmer and Bruce uh, <laughs> George, um, Clooney. George Clooney. All three of them in the Batman. And Adam West in the Batman suit. <laughs> I'm Batman. No, I'm Batman. I'm Batman. No, I'm Batman. I'm Batman. No, I'm Batman. Is it British Batman? That was Adam West. Oh, they yes. Could, they could get... Catwoman. Uh, Christopher Walken. They could... Uh, uh, excuse me. And then there was a trailer for with Christopher Walken and um, um, what's the guy's name? Uh, Colin Farrell and who's the other guy? Um, uh, what's his name? Rockwell, Sam Rockwell, where they uh, kidnapped Willie Harrelson's dog, and Woody Harrelson's oh, like this this like crime lord and wants to kill him, and you know it's just crazy. Like which which we discovered was a ripoff. Yeah, it was like a ripoff of the David Spade movie. 
the David Spade, Artie Lang movie where they're supposed to be yeah, twins and they kidnap the neighbor's dog. And you said it was the same woman. I, it looked like the same French actress who was in the James Bond movie, but I'm not sure. I have to look it up. Oh. Not sure if that was her. It looked like her. Um, so who else could they get for part three? Reginald Vell Johnson? Uh, no. <laughs> Come on. Me, Optimus Prime. Uh, Megatron must be stopped, no matter the cost. It is to you, Stallone, I pass the matrix of leadership, <laughs> old friend. One shall stand, one shall fall. Enough. How <clears throat> rip out your optics! Enough! Alright. Well, we reviewed Expendables 2. Yes. By the way, this is probably going to sound like we're sitting inside of an echo chamber. Which I guess we kind of are, sitting inside of an echo chamber. Yeah. So what, what's next? Next topic. Well, well just, just to, to mention, um, we're in your house. Okay. And uh, the reason I mention that is apparently you have, you have a safe in your basement. Yes. That is locked. It is. It's, uh, it is a vintage safe. It's roughly 100 years old. It came with the house. <laughs> but oh. So this is a gigantic, this is like a gigantic, like, 600 pound safe. Yeah. You know, and it's locked. It's probably been locked for like 60 years. And uh, you're thinking about getting a locksmith to open it. A world-famous locksmith. A world-famous locksmith. Who happens to be local in, <laughs> in northern New Jersey. Wow. I mean, this guy's worked on movies. He's cracked safes for kings and princes. What? And, <laughs> that's what his kings website says. That's what it, Go to the website. Ow. Go to Google. All right, the point now. Forget it. Just go to Google. Uh, I want to give him credit. There it is, Jeff Sitar. Jeff Sitar. Are you sure it's not Jeff Machine Gun? <laughs> um, <laughs> Mr. Machine Gun. So, um, yeah. Uh, looks like Harvey Keitel. <laughs> With a mullet. <laughs> Harvey Keitel had a mullet a while. All right, so this guy's gonna come and crack this safe, and then we're gonna see what's in this thing. See, look, his clientele. Oh, I'm sorry, it wasn't kings, it was sultans. Are you going to explain what that noise is? It's a sound effect machine that I can't figure out how to turn off. <laughs> so I'm sorry. So Jeff Sitar. Yeah, so, um, he, this guy, oh no, he's a, not world famous safe cracker, world champion there safe cracker. There must be a championship, but, um, so this guy's going to come and open it up and then we're gonna see what's in this thing. This thing's 100 years old. We have no idea who, how this thing got in there, how long it's been in there, what could be in there. We don't know. It, it could be like, like, like really famous documents or something, or, or yeah. like stock certificates, or we just don't, it could be nothing. It could be Al Capone's vault. No, it's not Al Capone. We're not, we're not st as stupid as Geraldo, Geraldo. Gerardo. So uh, we'll, we'll be, we won't be broadcasting it live, but we'll be recording 
live on the air, <laughs> on the air, televised. As we, so basically, this guy's gonna go down there. He's gonna open it. He leaves. He doesn't look inside, and right. then we're gonna run down there and see what's in there. <laughs> exactly. All I hope is that it's not like a one hundred year old like spring loaded like uh, I don't know like hand grenade, <laughs> flame <laughs> flaming bag of. Poop. It's a booby trap. As soon as you pull the door open, it pulls the pin on the hand grenade and the <laughs> house explodes. That would be bad. So, alright, so while he's opening it, we'll stand outside. <laughs> this way it won't be, or it could be like a lethal weapon situation. Like when Murtaugh got stuck on the toilet. <laughs> Riggs! I can't if, get off toilet! What if there's 50 billion dollars in there? Then we can pay off Michael Jackson's estate. We can buy his estate. Could you imagine, would you buy the, the Neverland estate? Well, somebody's already bought it, so. Oh, they did. Yeah. But would you anyway? No. <laughs> what the f no. What, what's the point? I mean, I, I mean, they took it, I think they took it down, like all the animals and everything. I mean, the upkeep was just, it was ridiculous. It was, I mean, it was a, a money pit, if there ever was one. No, that's ignorant. Mm. It wasn't a money pit. Children are beautiful. So, um... Well, we'll intro the, the I'm gonna interview sue you later. for defamation of character. He has no character. Fifty billion dollars. So, um... Alright, so I guess uh, let's start on some topics. Uh, Nintendo Power, the magazine. Kaput. Nintendo. I, now, I thought this... The, the, now, Nintendo... Nintendo. Nintendo Power was, uh, came out in 1988, and it was the official Nintendo magazine. Well, it, it um, what do you say, it, it, it evolved from the Nintendo Fun Club newsletter. Yeah. Then evolved into just Nintendo Fun Club magazine, which then evolved into Nintendo Power, which at first, I don't know if you remember, it, was, it came originally in once every two months. Yeah. Then I think, I believe roughly after about two years was a new issue every two months, but the other month where there wasn't an issue, Nintendo was releasing some kind of player's guide. And then maybe a couple years after that it went monthly. And it's been monthly ever since. And now it's dead. Just keep talking. Well, I'm not gonna well, take hey, that out. Look, sometimes there's ice cream truck music. Yeah. Sometimes there's a dog. Sometimes there's a sound effect machine. <laughs> sound effect machine. Sound effect machine looks like Charlie Brown. <laughs> um, yeah, so... No, what I was gonna mention was, you had, like, a crate full of Nintendo Powers. I had uh, hundreds of them. Yes, and you went to sell and them. Fun Club. Yes, and you, so you went to sell them, like, I don't know, what, five or six years ago? Six years ago, yeah. And you sold them on eBay, and they got, like, so little, <laughs> and the shipping... I ended up losing, like, You lost money. <laughs> the shipping was so much. <laughs> it was, because it, it ended up taking up, like, four boxes. Oh, God. And each box was about 200 pounds. But it just canceled the, the auction. UPS. What UPS charged me like four? Why did you do UPS? You could have done media mail. Postal I know, service. but then uh, I don't know. The guy wanted UPS. You don't know what you're doing on eBay. <laughs> the guy wanted UPS. I would have told them tough. 
<laughs> Hit the road. Come and pick him up yourself. <laughs> he lived in Washington. <sighs> I just would have canceled the auction anyway. <laughs> So Nintendo, now, one of the reasons I would, you know, I had Nintendo Power subscription for about a year and a half, two years, yeah. and I just stopped. Um, one of the main reasons was, and, and, you know, I just didn't want to pay for it, but one of the major reasons was I was fed up with getting a new Nintendo Power. Because back then, at the time, we had no way of knowing about new games right. before well, they got into stores. Right. You know, other than reading like Nintendo, there was nothing else back then. Nothing. Maybe like when like Funko Land opened, they had like a thing, but that was a waste. I mean, there was like Game Pro and stuff, but I think that came several years later. Yeah, it was after. But the only magazines that were around roughly when Nintendo Power started was Electronics, Gaming Monthly, Video Games and Computer Entertainment. Yeah, but that was all like computer games. Game Players Magazine, which... Yeah, they just weren't that good. For, yeah, but it was all for like young adults. They were very low budget. Anyway, so one of the reasons I hated Nintendo Power back then was for every time that they'd have an, uh, an issue that would like, that would have Ninja Gaiden or one of the Super Mario Brothers or something, which I would like, and it would show like all like maps and, and a lot of artwork and many pages, they would have an issue that featured Fester's Quest. <laughs> I know. Or Dragon's, uh, War Dragon Warrior or something. A game that was, not only did I hate, but it was garbage. Well, the reason why I ended up having a subscription to Nintendo Power and I ended up accumulating all those issues is because I think it was, it was either late 1989 or early 1990, Nintendo Power had a promotion and I think it was maybe like $18 a year for a of subscription. And they said, if you subscribe now, you'll get the magazine. And we will also send you a free copy of the Nintendo Entertainment System game Dragon Warrior. And I convinced my parents, I said, look, for $18, I get all these magazines and a free $60 game. Okay. And I got it. And I beat it. So why did you still have, what is that, why would you still have this subscription then? Because I just kept renewing it. Oh, I, yeah, I'm, they, they weren't giving out new games. No, no, I, I mean, after that, I just kept renewing it every year. My parents would renew it for me. Yeah, so I, I know a couple of years ago, we downloaded, <laughs> like, scans of every issue. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, the, the one of the things I hated about it was there were always games that I wanted to know about. And they would show it in like the coming attractions and it'd be like one screenshot. Yeah, and it wasn't even of the game. It was of some kind of cinema scene. Yeah. Cut yeah. scene. So I can't tell you how many times I was duped. Oh, yeah. Not only by those pictures, but by, you know, the recommendations in there. They, they, yeah. Every game was superb. Right. It's like, come on. It's like when you go on MobyGames.com and look up like an old game. And you're looking for like a review, they'll show like if they're reviews and like on the internet or whatever. And it's funny, it's like there's always like some PlayStation centric website or some Sega centric website that'll give a game every single game 90 right. out of 100. I know. And every other score is like 40. <laughs> you're like, come on, what? Obviously. Come on, it's be rigged. No, well, it's not Sony or Sega doing it, it's, it's just a fan site. Right. 
but they're so uh, stupid and idiotic they can't get past their uh, their allegiance to a video game maker. There were a few games that I ended up getting based on the the one cinema scene screenshot of coming <laughs> attractions. Yeah, or, uh, no, no, it wasn't coming. It was now playing. Whatever. That was the section. And I was like, oh, this game looks cool. My parents would buy it for me. I'd put it in. I was like, wait a minute. Why does it? This looks nothing like the screenshot. <laughs> and then halfway through the game, there would be like one second where that shot would pop up. It had nothing to do with the actual game. Yeah. Just the cat throwing up. Uh, oh, yeah. boy. Oh, whatever. She'll eat it. <laughs> oh, God. Live on the air. Uh, cat pukes and the dog eats it. Dog eating cat vomit. Live on the air. You missed a spot. Uh, all right, so... I think David and England will appreciate that. Anyway, um... So is it time for celebrity deaths? Celebrity deaths. Yes. Who died? A lot of people died. Um, we're not going to do all these. Well, I think the last one we did was Sherman Hemsley. Yes. And Sally Ride. Yeah, so they were like down here. I don't know any of these people. Um, real quick, uh, William Wyndham died. Um, he was kind of like a comedic, uh, dramatic actor. Uh, he was uh, famous for being Commodore Decker in Star Trek in the episode uh, 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 Doomsday Machine. Uh, just drawing a blank there. I not remember a Star Trek episode. Um, that reminds me, we haven't checked the Doomsday clock in a while. Ah, who cares? Is it on? Uh, is, is it still on eleven? Yeah, it probably broke. Um, so he was born September twenty eighth, nineteen twenty three. Died eight sixteen two thousand twelve. Eighty eight. Cause of death: heart failure. Basically, he was just really old. How old was he? Eighty eight. Eighty eight miles an hour, buddy. Doc. Doc, is it hot? Actually, even though he was really old, um, four or five years ago, he appeared in a in a Star Trek fan movie. That was like a kind of like a big production that they did with a lot of uh, Star Trek actors, and he was in that. Was it Star Trek: The Parkening? No, <laughs> no, it was not that. Um, Who else? Director Tony Scott, brother of Ridley Scott. Tony Scott, who directed Top Gun, Enemy of the State, Crimson Tide, uh, many other films. Yeah, what else? Days of Thunder. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he was born June 21st, 1944. He died August 19th, 2012, 68. And, uh, as you might know, the cause of death was uh, jumping off a bridge. Literally. Literally. Jumping off a bridge. Who Very else? unfortunate. Any, anyone else? I actually, I mean, I liked, I liked a lot of his movies. Yeah. Tony Scott. Um, Neil Armstrong. Can't get a, Neil Armstrong, the first man, despite what you believe, first man to walk on the moon. Allegedly. Affirmatively. Allegedly. It has not been confirmed. It's confirmed by me. And has that, not been proven. There is not going to be any moon landing. I'm... Look, I, I'm, I, uh, Jesse Ventura is going to come coming to, to New Jersey again to do another thing. I think I'm going to go see him. I'm going to ask him point blank if it was a hoax. And I guarantee you even he says it's not a hoax. Uh, it's a conspiracy. 
Let me and if he does, I'll body slam him right in that and the in a Barnes and Noble put a figure four on him. And now you body slam him off the second floor down <laughs> into the first. <laughs> and that'll hurt me. <laughs> it's a conspiracy. Conspiracy. Um, you know, his latest conspiracy was that they're taking tap water from the United States, shipping it overseas, poisoning it, and shipping it back to the United States as. Um, as bottled water. Like so, what, like Deer Park? Yeah, or? so don't, don't buy any more bottled water. It's poison. Wait, why do they have to ship it overseas to poison it? Why can't they just do it here? I, I don't know. I guess it's it's cheaper to poison it overseas. Oh, <laughs> oh no. They're, they're, can you believe even in they're outsourcing the, the water poisoning? How dare they? <laughs> anyway, terrible. so uh, Neil Armstrong, uh, born August 5th, 1930, died August 25th, 2012. He was 82. They didn't say how he died. Uh, he was uh, having some kind of surgery for... Uh, I forget what they said. Um, I don't know if it was like heart... I think it was heart surgery or some, something like that. Um, you know what I... I always... I, Neil Armstrong is... I'm not being a joke here. Neil Armstrong is one of my... It was always one of my heroes. You know what I think? What? I think he didn't have surgery... I think he figured, I'm in my 80s now, let me tell the truth. Oh, is this one of these Paul McCartney He was things? going to tell the truth on national TV and the military <laughs> killed him. Uh, That's but, what Jesse Ventura would say. Or maybe the truth that he was hiding was that there was a bunch of robots on robots? the moon. He found those robots on the moon. Thanks to Michael Bay. Oh, God, despicable. How, all I know is one of the last things in his last year of life Neil Armstrong was subjected to was this utter horse doo-doo that he and Buzz why was Buzz in that movie what was he was in that movie leading credence lending credence to that garbage Optimus Prime we come from the moon uh, anyway um, he died oh and uh, also Phyllis Diller Died. Phyllis Diller, star of a Scooby-Doo. <laughs> what else? Um, comedian, born July 17th, 1917. Died August 20th, 2012. She was 95. 95. Her I, wig I know, was 85. I, well, I know who she is, but I just don't know what she did. She was Other than game comedian. shows and cartoons. Well, you know, she was a comedian. She worked oh, comedy right, clubs. Right, Phyllis Diller. Phyllis Diller. Anyone else? Uh, yes, uh, Michael Clark Duncan just died. Michael Clark Duncan. He was an actor in The Green Mile, uh, The Whole Nine Yards, Scorpion King, and I guess a bunch of other movies. Do you know what the... Ex 54. 54. Wow, that's young. Do you know what the expression, the whole nine yards, is from? I don't know. I'm Do you know sure you'll say. Go ahead. Supposedly, uh, like a long time ago when they had machine guns, and they would put the, the ribbon of bullets feeding through the side of the machine gun, the ribbon of bullets was nine yards long. Interesting. So... The, the general or, or, the, or the sergeant or whatever would say, give him the whole nine yards, meaning shoot until the whole nine yards of bullets is used up. Nice. 
Well, this is a very informative. Exactly, case. exactly. Um, all right, next. Okay, so um, as in one of the episodes at some point, um, I went to a CD signing in New York with Tom Wopat. Last year, Dukes of Hazard. Who did he play? Luke Duke. Yes. So um, you know, I got and because you know it was a disaster, it took me forever to get there. So you know, I said hello to him after he was already done, and I got a picture with him and everything, and it was nice. But you know, at the time, I wanted I, I didn't think of like getting like a Dukes of Hazard something or other signed. Just stupidly, I forgot, but. Um, and then the next, literally that week, John Schneider, who was the co-star, played Bo Duke. Um, he appeared at uh, a uh, northern New Jersey uh, Dodge dealer. But I didn't find out about it until the next week. And I was like, oh, man, I can't believe this. Same week. <laughs> that would have been yeah. very, uh, like, it was just very coincidental. Good timing. So, um... Yeah, it was episode 177. So uh, then I, I was on a mailing list for John Schneider's website, and he announced that he was going to be at a couple of Dodge dealers, again, northern New Jersey, this year. So I was like, I'm going. This is awesome. What is it with him and Dodge cars? Well, the Dodge, uh, the, the Dodge uh, Charger, 69 oh. Dodge Charger was the General Lee. That's true. They should so. still make that. But there are there are people who restore them and sell them like new cars. Oh. You know, they put like new uh, brakes in them and interiors and radios and stuff. They do the same thing with the Smokey and the Bandit Trans Ams. Mm. You know, the black one with the, the gold uh, bird on the on the hood. And Bruce, uh, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Burt Reynolds drove. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, so I was like, I I'm going to this. I'm going. So I went to the CVS. And I, I didn't know like what, what, they, what they were going to have to sign there. And I'm like, oh, what should I bring? What should I bring? So I went there to the CVS. I went to the CVS. And because my local CVS, they don't care. They don't look at what you're printing. So I printed out like an 8x10 of him and Daisy, uh, Catherine Bach, and Luke Duke, Tom Wolpat. It was just a picture. From back in the like 1980s. Yeah, yeah. So I got that printed out. And um, I'm like, oh, I'll get this signed. So I bring that with me, um, and he was he was local. Uh, it was on a Friday, so I go there, and just uh, it was just I, I was sidetracked with a bunch of things. I was actually I think I was off that day or half day or something. I was sidetracked, so I finally get there, and he was only going to be there till like six p.m. So I finally get there at like five something, and I'm waiting in the line. And of course, you know the line's taking forever, and because he's good, I mean he he signed stuff. He would talk to people. He took pictures with everyone. So I finally get up there, and I'm like, you know, I, you know, I wanted to like say a few things to him. So I said like, I said something like, hey, I met Tom Wolpat last year because of his Swing album, and he's like, he's like, oh yeah, Conservative Swung, great album, great album. And then I didn't like, I, I just like froze and I couldn't say anything else, and and then we went to take the picture. So I had some guy in the line behind me, or maybe he was working there at the dealership taking the picture, and the damn idiot, because my, the digital camera I had, because it was kind of dark in there, even though it was like, you know, around six o'clock, 
and he didn't hold the camera long enough for the flash to go off and everything. So I look at it afterwards after I go outside and I was like taking pictures because they had like a couple like guys have like uh, like the actual cars that were in the show yeah. and they'd like drive up to these things They had like the cop car and the General Lee and everything so I had guys like taking pictures of me with the cars and all um, So I then I started I started looking through the, the pictures Because like you can't tell on my camera because it's a small screen. So I got home and I was looking at the pictures and Let's see if I can if I can find it here real fast um, What's this guy's name again John Schneider? Did you get John Schneider to record a bumper? No, but oh, oh come on. So and this, so this was it. That's him. Yeah. Huh. He still looks pretty good. He lost a lot yeah. of weight. Looks better than the other guy. He was also on Smallville. Well, he's younger than him anyway. But um, yeah, I mean, like he wore the the, the Bo Luke shirt. I was kind of wearing the Luke Duke. Uh, not the Bo Luke. The Luke. The Bo Duke shirt. I was kind of wearing the Luke Duke shirt. Right. But it, the picture came out like dark. It looks good though. Yeah, I wasn't really happy with it. No, it looks good. I, I it looks okay. I just wasn't happy. It's a perfectly fine. Picture. I know. I just wasn't completely right, happy right. about it. All Whatever. Right. What else do you got? Anyway, so um, and I, I took some videos of him, you know, while he was signing with the other people. Yeah, there he is. So he's uh, talking with those people. Uh, uh, there he is again, yeah, standing there signing stuff. Uh, some guy had a custom like Dukes of Hazard painted cool. guitar, and he was setting nine million diecast cars that he signed. Yep, and then I'm taking pictures of the cars. You know, they had the the sheriff's car there. There's a Duke car. <laughs> Is that a real dog? No, there was a Basset Hound on the show, and, and they had like a stuffed animal of it. Uh, there it is. Uh, it's the inside of the car. Up oh, there's me with the General Lee. Why don't they make cars that look like that anymore? I don't know. That have that shape to them. All right, so, <clears throat> um, I'll show you the videos later. There's really nothing much about them. Right. Um, so, all right, so that, I wasn't really happy with that. Okay. Complete. But he, so he signed, and the funny thing was when I got there, they had pictures already printed out, and they had the same exact picture I did. That mean? I had printed out, like the same oh, one. They yeah, printed right. the same one. I got the you. only thing was the same picture that you brought. They stunk because the pictures they had were like square. I don't know what they they were. They looked like they were maybe like eleven by eleven or something. <laughs> I'm like what? What idiot? What frame is anybody gonna fit this in? That's weird. Oh, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. How's it going? What do you have there? I printed this out today. Oh, <laughs> it was cool. like the same pictures. I know. It is. Look at that. I guess I'll, I don't know. I guess I'll get another one. Yeah, get one. They're really good. Can you get a picture shot? Oh, yes, yes. You know, last year I, I met Tom for the first time. Oh, really? Yeah, he was uh, with his swing album. He was doing a signing oh, for that. Oh, Consider It Swung. Yeah. Great album. There we are. Thank you, my friends. So, um, yeah, so anyway, I got them all signed. Um, so then I found out that, and I knew he was going to be at another dealership, even though it was farther away. Um, it was kind of on the way. You know my friend, Paul. That's right, love. So he bought a house. It's me, love. 
Um, and so he was like he working on whatever. So I was like, I'll come over and see what you're doing, whatever. So, because I, I wanted to see if he wanted to go. He's like, no, I'm working in the house. So I drove all the way up there. It was in freaking Summit. I mean, no, Sussex. Wait. So, yeah. So I drove all the way up there, and this was actually better because there was, even though there was they were about the same amount, maybe less people, um, they weren't, it wasn't like the dealership that was like rushing through kind of. So, yeah, he was there, and so I went up there again. But this time, I wanted to get, like, maybe a video game sign. So I wanted, I was thinking, like, what should I get signed? So I brought one of my PlayStation Dukes of Hazard games. And I, I wanted to get, like, the, the Xbox PS2 one signed. I have the Xbox one, but I didn't want that signed. Why? Why not? Because this, it, I, hate, I hate defacing my video games. I want them exactly as they are. And that was that's actually an expensive game now. It's kind of hard to come by. Okay. So I went to like a GameStop because it, it, their website said they had it on 46. And all they had was the disc. They didn't have the case. Of course. It's like, oh, whatever. So what I wound up doing was I stopped at the FYE over here. And they had, they actually had, there was a specific picture I wanted originally when I printed them out. Where it's just him and Luke. And they're standing like this next to each other with the car behind them. It's on like the season six DVD. I could not find like a big like version of this that I could print out. Right. So ah, whatever. So I went to the FYE and they had it. They had that DVD and it was like fifteen dollars. Nice. It's like perfect. So I got that. Went all the way up there. I got that signed. I got the PlayStation Two game signed. Um, and this time. I got kind of better picture, and I also got a better conversation with him. Like this time, it was really cool because as I'm standing there talking to him, I was like, um, I didn't mention Dukes of Hazzard. I don't think I mentioned Dukes of Hazzard. I was talk talking about Smallville, and I was like, you know, you really made that show, you know, with the seriousness, and, and I loved it when you were on there. And he goes, I, I said, you know, you were kind of like, you know, this like, you know, this like this father figure or whatever. And he goes, he goes, yeah, just like Uncle Jesse. And I was like, I am in my glory! Like Uncle Jesse from Full House? No! No, that, that Consopolis. Uncle Jesse from the Dukes. Oh. It's a hazard. Here I am. I'm in the, the, I am next to Bo Duke. And he he's telling me about Uncle Jesse. This is like I'm in my glory. <laughs> Did I mention I love the Dukes of Hazard? Uncle Jesse was the guy who looked like Hillbilly Jim. Yes, with the white, yes. Yeah. Denver Pyle. Um, but I loved Dukes of Hazzard when I was a kid. Um, that was like one of the few, like, I was never really into, like, like, all, like a lot of my cousin's friends, they'd always have this thing where like, I want the custom-made Carvel cake for my birthday. And the parents would take them, like, some, some thing, and then they'd have, to, they'd have to, like, draw it on the cake. Right. And I never, I never wanted that. I, was, I don't really, really like cake anyway. So, but th there was one time that I wanted the Dukes of Hazard cake. So my mother like ripped off like the front like of a coloring book or something <laughs> and brought and it, I have a picture I don't have the picture with me. It's at my house. But it's like it's really really well done. It's it's the Dukes of Hazard cake. And I wanted to to bring it and show it to him, but I couldn't find the darn thing. And I feel like rummaging through the pictures, but um yeah. it was a really cool conversation. Nice. And I'll play it. But I also, so I got... Um, add another one to the list. Yeah, so I got another picture. So this time they had some girl taking the pictures for you. 
And so we took the picture and like us standing next to each other. So John Schneider looks at the DVD that I got him to sign and he goes, wait a minute. He goes, well, no, hold on a minute. That's no good. Let's stand just like this, uh, this picture on this DVD. <laughs> really? You'll be over here. You'll be Luke. Cause he looked at me cause I had that shirt that yeah. kind of looked like Luke. And he goes, hey, Luke's shirt. And he's like, are right, you staying here? I'll stand here. And I was like, oh, this is incredible. Nice. Yeah, so we did this one first. Yeah. And then he's like, stand so it looks like that. <laughs> so I thought, all right, this stupid woman was like standing right in front of us. And it, so it's a real like tight picture, like a right. close up. That's, it came out good though. Yeah, no, yeah, that one came out good. All so right. I'll, I'll play it later. John, nice to meet you. How are you today? All right. Luke shirt. Yeah, sort of. I'm a big Smallville fan too. Oh, thank you. You you like made that show early on. Just gave it so much, you know, seriousness and everything. It's cool. Felt like Uncle Jesse. Yeah. I really right. loved it. I tell you, yeah, thank you. All right, Bo and Luke. look look like there. Here, do what they're doing. Get over there. I'll fold my arms. You put your hands on your hips. There we go. I'll try to look 18. <laughs> Me too. Oh yeah. There we go. Right. Put that on the wall. Thanks. Hey, it's a pleasure. Have a great day. Thank you. Van Dam, he was saying like, I want you to uh, to fire at them or something like that. I don't know what he was saying, but it sounded like he said fart. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I said, I was like, I want you to fart on them. Uh, oh, wait. <laughs> there you go. That's what I was trying While to While I'm driving the car. <laughs> All right, that's it. Could use that at the end. It's like the blooper.